Lies and secrets are across to bear. I can't keep a secret no more. What secret? But have no fear, love is in the air. I am just so excited to see where things go. <laughs> I'm Jared Hall from Entertainment Weekly, and here's what to watch on Monday, August 8th. We're counting down today's top three must-see picks from TV and movies. But first, your entertainment headlines. Following EW's debut of excerpts from former iCarly star Jeanette McCurdy's upcoming book, where she says that getting a lead role on a TV show was really her late mother's dream, not her own, another excerpt published by Vanity Fair describes harassment she says she endured from a male boss who she refers to only as the creator and the money that Nickelodeon allegedly offered her to stay quiet about it. McCurdy writes that the creator offered her her first taste of alcohol when she was only 18 years old at a private dinner they were having ahead of the launch of Salmon Cat, an iCarly spinoff on which she co-starred with Ariana Grande. At this dinner, McCurdy says the creator gave her his coat and massaged her without consent. Years later, when the show was canceled, McCurdy says she was disturbed to hear from her agents and attorneys that Nickelodeon was offering her $300,000 as a thank you gift and that the only condition of the money was that she never talk publicly about her experiences with Nickelodeon and the creator. McCurdy refused what she calls hush money. Representatives for Nickelodeon did not immediately respond to EW's request for comment. Brad Pitt snagged a one-way ticket to box office success following the theatrical debut of Bullet Train. Director David Leitch's action comedy about five assassins aboard a fast-moving bullet train in Japan. The film opened at number one at the North American box office with $30.1 million and a projected $62.5 million worldwide. Action ultimately reigned supreme this weekend as the star-studded animated action adventure DC League of Super Pets enjoyed the number two spot during its second week in theaters, taking in another 11.2 million. Nope, Jordan Peele's sci-fi horror centered on an otherworldly phenomenon lurking in the California skies, came in third with an additional $8.5 million. Thor, Love and Thunder, and Minions, The Rise of Gru rounded out the top five at number four and number five, respectively. Peter Jackson, the Oscar-winning director of the Lord of the Rings film trilogy, is revealing why he's not part of the upcoming Amazon Prime video series, The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power. In an interview with The Hollywood Reporter, Jackson said, quote, They asked me if I wanted to be involved, writer-producer Fran Walsh and I, and I said, that's an impossible question to answer without seeing a script. So they said, as soon as we get the first couple scripts, we'll send them to you. And the scripts never showed up. Although he says that's the last he heard from the studio, Jackson insisted his feelings aren't ruffled, saying he'll be watching and is looking forward to seeing it as a, quote, perfectly neutral viewer. In a statement, Amazon Studios said, quote, In pursuing the rights for our show, we were obligated to keep the series distinct and separate from the films. We have the utmost respect for Peter Jackson and the Lord of the Rings films and are thrilled that he is looking forward to watching The Rings of Power. 
That show debuts September 2nd on Amazon Prime Video. Abbott Elementary shot to the head of the class at the Television Critics Association Awards on Saturday. Quinta Brunson's freshman ABC comedy scored four wins more than any other show this year. The half-hour single-camera sitcom won Program of the Year, Outstanding New Program, and Outstanding Achievement in Comedy. Brunson also won for Individual Achievement in Comedy, a category for which her co-star Janelle James was also nominated. Other TCA award winners this year include HBO Succession, which earned Outstanding Achievement in Drama, as well as CBS's The Amazing Race and HBO Max's Legendary, which tied for Outstanding Achievement in Reality Programming. Mandy Moore took home the Individual Achievement in Drama for This Is Us, which may provide some consolation for fans, surprised that the actress was snubbed by the Emmys for her work on the final season of the NBC Tearjerker. You can check out the full list of winners at EW.com. And Roger E. Mosley, best known for his role as Helicopter pilot Theodore T.C. Calvin on the 80s hit show Magnum P.I. has died. He was 83. Mosley's acting career took off in 1971 with roles in the TV shows Longstreet and Cannon. The following year, he guest starred on Sanford and Son and made his film debut in the neo-noir crime drama The New Centurions, playing a truck driver. After a series of exploitation films, Mosley had his most prominent role in 1976 with Gordon Parks' Lead Belly, based on the life of folk singer Huddy led better. The next year, Mosley portrayed boxer Sonny Liston in the biographical sports film The Greatest, starring Muhammad Ali as himself. Mosley continued acting in film and television throughout the 70s, and in 1980, he landed his most memorable role opposite Tom Selleck in the original Magnum P.I., from 1980 to 1988, Mosley played TC, the owner and sole employee of Island Hoppers, a local helicopter charter and tour van service who always finds himself roped in Magnum's cases. In 2019, Mosley returned to the reboot of Magnum P.I., starring Jay Hernandez, playing Bookie, described as a Vietnam veteran and barber who offers sage advice and a great haircut. Mosley reprised the role of Bookie again in a 2021 episode, his final television appearance. For more on all of these stories, plus other news, reviews, interviews, and more, head on over to EW.com. There's really only one thing to do when you've inhaled way too much of a drug. Enter into a mindscape and come face to face with yourself. At least that's what's happening with Liz on today's number three pick, Roswell, New Mexico, as this week's episode finds her drugged and trapped in a mindscape that looks a lot like the Wild West. Here's a preview from the first few minutes of the episode. Every time that we are trapped in one of these rodeos, it's because the person whose head we're in has something to sort out. Liz, you're traumatized. No, 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 no. I think I'm thinking very clearly. What I need to do is follow the path and figure out why I'm here. Max is missing. Take a minute, Mika. I can't. In order to wake up, I have to solve the riddle, okay? And the first step is to find it. Liz, Mira, that's the direction of... My house. Asking you shall receive. Okay, machete. Stay here. Vamos. Sheriff, or the real Max dies. What does he mean, real Max? It means Max came in after me. But if he dies in here, he's not going to die out there. He'll just get ejected. Unless. I'm scared to ask. Sweaty palms. Slow pulse. In the real world, I'm dying. 
that's not troubling at all. Before his directorial debut, star Michael Trevino got to work with Janine Mason on playing not one Liz, but two. Well, you know, Janine is, is such a such a talented actress, and so I think she obviously has Liz down. Sorry. And it was just about playing Liz in this in this world where oh, now she's in a mindscape, and these are all the people in her life, but they're kind of different in a way. So, what is the messaging? Why are you here? What is this supposed to mean? Um, but I know it was very fun for her to play the outlaw Liz because it's such a departure yeah. from Liz. I mean, it, you're literally like it's good versus evil here, and so it's the complete opposite direction of a character she usually plays um but i have to say like it, it, those were difficult days because the scenes are so heated and it's it's her <laughs> acting opposite herself you know she had a, a a friend flying from new york to play outlaw liz to read lines against her because mm-hmm. we needed to have somebody who can you know keep up with her right and, and really deliver the, 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 you know these scenes with her so Man, she's just uh, she's the real MVP uh, of the episode because uh, to play two characters, um, it's I mean to be the lead of the show, number one in the policy, working every day, and then you ask that person to play two characters in one episode is, is, is a huge ask. And she just she came through for me, so prepared, so ready to go, mm-hmm. and she's just such a pro. She's a great. And if that doesn't sound complicated enough, Trevino was also tasked with building out the world of the Wild West and taking these characters back in time. What, you ask, does an alien do in the Wild West anyway? Well, to find inspiration, he turned to his grandfather's favorite film. You know, my grandfather was was just huge into westerns, loved mm. western movies, and one of his favorite movies is uh, The Searchers. And so I can remember months leading up to this watching that film because it was my grandfather's favorite movie, and and just getting in that you know that genre, just watching those movies and seeing how that feels and what that's about, and you know how did they cover back then with these with these horses on on you know they don't even have the type of equipment we have now, right. um, but uh, uh, how did they? Uh, But don't miss Roswell, New Mexico's take on the Old West when the new episode airs tonight at 8 on The CW. And when Trevino isn't recreating the Wild West, we wondered, what you watching? I am currently just finishing up Severance on Apple+. Plus. I highly recommend this show. It's, uh, I haven't seen a show like this in a very, very long time. I don't want to say it's a slow burn, but it takes a bit to get there, but it is very much worth the wait um, to follow these characters in the world that Ben Stiller has created. It's a great show, um, but I'm going to go with Outer Range on Amazon Prime. has to be my favorite. It is beautifully shot. Maybe I'm a bit biased because it's shot out in Santa Fe, New Mexico, and I love it out there, but just the whole aesthetic of it is very very pleasing you just have these uh, you know these cowboys and these families and this ranch and these animals and then it has a bit of sci-fi in it so by all accounts you're watching a family drama unfold and then this sci-fi element comes into it and we don't know what that's about is it is it something from another world is it something of another dimension is it time travel it's I have so many questions, but the performances are so great. It's so well written. Uh, My top show right now, Outer Range, Amazon Prime. Watch it.
We're heading down south for some much-needed drama and good music. Our number two today is a two-for-one. The back-to-back season premieres of Love & Hip Hop Atlanta and Love & Hip Hop Miami. First, the new season of Atlanta is heating up the hip-hop scene. Relationships will be tested and friendships will be ruined. Here is the trailer for Atlanta. Often imitated, but never duplicated. Love and Hip Hop Atlanta is back. The hustle never stops. I want to be nominated for the Grammys. And 10 by Spice. Starting 8-8 at 8. I'm excited to get back into being Big Rennie and showing everybody who I am. Make room for the unexpected. The girl is single. I'm in Jock's wedding. We should go to the wedding together. (laughs) Unthinkable. If there is just cause as to why these two Oh, my God. An unapologetically real return. All I wanted from my dad was him to be around. You can kiss my ass. I don't feel like there's anything to discuss. It's easy to say that when you were the problem. Jock got a new baby from some side chick. He didn't touch a I'm your mother child. What happened like that? Rich and Erica, they text him again. What's your point? Don't miss Summer's Hottest Return, Monday, August 8th at 8. And in Miami, performances are getting bigger and the drama is getting spicier in that Florida sun. Here's a sneak peek at the action this season. Starting Monday, August 8th, make room for the hottest return of the summer this season. I'm doing bigger shows, bigger arenas. Joy is dating because I gave her permission. Did you want to have kids with me? I feel all alone. Everything is extra spicy. Make some noise! You already talking to other Yeah, I am. I can't keep the secret no more. What secret? Love and Hip Hop Miami returns Monday, August 8th at 9 after Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. By the way, some featured artists include Rashida, Carly Red, Trina, and Trick Daddy. Tune in to the sizzling new seasons of Love and Hip Hop Atlanta at 8 and Love and Hip Hop Miami at 9 o'clock tonight on VH1. It's trivia time. The VH1 Love and Hip Hop franchise has expanded to an entire empire since its premiere in 2011. The Love and Hip Hop universe now includes four different cities in its lineup, but which city was the first to be featured? Was it Love and Hip Hop New York, Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, or Love and Hip Hop Hollywood? Stick around for that answer and our number one pick. What to watch? We'll be right back. Hey everyone, I'm Sid Evans, Editor-in-Chief of Southern Living and host of Biscuits and Jam. Since 2020, I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith, their favorite meals, and of course, what it means to be Southern. And I'm excited to announce Season 5 of our award-winning podcast. Join me every Tuesday for new conversations with some of the most interesting and influential Southerners around. Be sure to follow Biscuits and Jam wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuits and jam. Welcome back to EW's What to Watch.
This week in entertainment history, Radio City Music Hall hosted the world premiere of the movie Sunset Boulevard on August 10th, 1950. It was a high-profile event for the Billy Wilder film starring William Holden and Gloria Swanson, the latter of which traveled the country by train promoting the film. It went on to earn around $2,350,000 at the box office that year and won three of its 11 Oscar nominations the following March. Gabby and Rachel continue their whirlwind European tour on today's number one pick, The Bachelorette, taking their man harem to Bruges, Belgium for more romantic adventures. But those warm, fuzzy feelings don't last long because, as we learned last week, Logan, who's currently on Team Rachel, is looking to make a move on the other Bachelorette. When he breaks the news to Gabby and Rachel, things get messy real quick. I care about Rachel, but I can't put my initial feelings for Gabby aside. This is humiliating. Yeah. Humiliating. And the guys aren't very happy about it either. If Logan successfully makes the switch to Team Gabby, what does that mean for their journey going forward? Is Gabby questioning her connections with the rest of us, That's right? That's like what's kind of going through my yeah. head. You know, actions carry consequences. And this really affected Rachel. It's going to cause a stir. <laughs> I quit. I don't want to do this anymore. Oh boy. Well, tune in at 8 on ABC to see what kind of chaos Logan's change of heart creates for our beloved Bachelorettes. And finally today, the answer to our trivia question. Which city was the first to be featured in the love and hip-hop franchise? New York, Atlanta, or Hollywood? Pen to the Big Apple for this one. The answer is New York. Originally titled just Love and Hip Hop, the show that started it all featured Chrissy Lampkin, Emily Bustamante, Samaya Reese, Jim Jones, and more. Cardi B got her start on the show, being featured as a series regular on seasons six and seven. The show also spawned other successful spinoffs, including Chrissy and Mr. Jones, Stevie J and Jocelyn Go Hollywood, and Remy and Papoose Meet the Mackies. That is our show for today. We will have more news and must-see picks for you tomorrow, so be sure to follow or subscribe to What to Watch so you don't miss our daily recommendations, more of which can be found at EW.com. I'm Executive Editor Jared Hall. You can find us on Twitter at EW and at Jared Hall. Thanks for listening and have a great day. This episode of What to Watch was written by Callie Shep, Samantha Heifel, and Kristen Baldwin. Edited by Lauren Klein. Produced by Ashley Boucher. Hosted and produced by Jared Hall. And executive produced by Chanel Johnson. What to Watch.